0: Hello, welcome to How to Cry Monster, home of monsters, mysteries, and paranormal conspiracies. <laughs> Today, we will be discussing the glitch in the multiverse.
1: I am your host Neil Nestor.
2: I'm Jules Henig.
1: I'm your sound guy Joe, and I'm trying desperately to find a Matrix quote, but all I can think of is,
2: "Whoa, <laughs> that's a good, that's a really good one, honestly." It's <laughs> a good one. Neil, what is a glitch in the Matrix?
0: Well,, um, I would say anything that just okay, I can only I can only lead by example. I can only tell it by example. I cannot describe. Uh, let's say, um, for me, my glitch in the matrix is what I would call deja vu. Um, a lot of people can hear this term, don't really know exactly what it means but um, deja vu is when you experience something that you know you've experienced before, even though you haven't experienced it before. Um, For me, this was a dream that Mm. I had where the next day's events played out exactly how I dreamt it, and literally had no idea that it was going to happen or that I was going to said place to do said things and then it happened and then i was like hold on i was like um i was like mom i was like 11 hmm. when i had this and i was just like i'm confused did we do this already and she's like oh did you have deja vu <laughs> and um i was like is that what that's called but i know a lot of people have um, other versions of that. Of course, it's not exclusive to having a dream, which is why it's hard to really describe. But I think it's kind of more like a uh, uh, like a weird thing where you think you know something and then you do know it, but then all of a sudden the universe decides to pull like a 180 and gaslight yeah. you and then it's just like, oh, you know what? You thought that um, the song... Starships by Nicki Minaj. You think she says, Let's go to the beach, each, let's go get away? No, it's let's go to the beach, each, let's go get a wave. (gasps) That's right. Like the Berenstein
1: Bears.
2: Berenstein Bears. Oh, I see what you did there. All right. Well,
1: that's a whole, I guess that's more Mandela effect. That is
2: a Mandela effect. Um, And we can talk about that. So that's my limited knowledge. Honestly, that is perfect that you said that because that is what I have as the definition. Oh,
0: okay, so you d- you used my entire my entire life story as your definition?
2: Yes. Actually, having a dream of experiencing or being somewhere that you've never been and then coming across that same instance oh. in the future.
0: Well, well, okay. I nailed it then.
2: Yeah, you did. You nailed it. And Deja you, Vu was one of the examples. Thank
0: you. I you am did a great job. I am glad. Wonderful. So... Good, um, good entrance. First, I would like to ask... Yes. What are y'all's deja vu experiences? Oh, I have Or glitches in the Matrix. Things that, like, happened that were like that. Not exclusively. Right. But just crazy. Well, Joe, what is your, what is your definition of... Are you in a glitch? genjutsu?
1: Well, I have experiences of deja vu, too. But I also extend my glitch in the Matrix experience to seeing thing the Seeing or experiencing impossible events. Mm. Yes. Um, I have a lot of experiences with that, with seeing someone on the, seeing someone twice. Doppelgangers. Seeing the same person twice Mm. in two different contexts. Um, I also see- (laughs) I love that. A little bit of, this might be a little meme but I also see (laughs) versions of myself sometimes. That's funny. Like I see people that resemble me, driving the same car as I. Oh no. Or working the same like having the same work uniform as yeah. I. Do I have believe this is like reality collapsing on in itself? No, I'm a white boy in America named Joe.
2: That's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> so I think some of it is explainable, but some of it isn't. Yes. So what isn't for you? I have a lot of deja vu experiences Doing this, doing podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with have the Cry Monster Crew or mm-hmm. the Razzle Dazzle Crew, um, we have conversations that, you know, we'll just be having normal conversations and then somebody will say something <laughs> and then it'll trigger in my mind, we've had this exact conversation yeah, before. Yeah, I've had that before. You've said this exact thing about whatever. Um, it happens during episodes sometimes. it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's insane, but I'm not sure how to explain that. What no. am I going to say next? <laughs> no. Tacos. <laughs> Tacos. Oh. And tequila. <laughs>
2: None.
0: Now, I know there are some people that when you say, when you talk to them, you may have had like a repeat conversation. I've had that before because I've had to repeat myself and I talk a lot. You've had to repeat yourself? Mm-hmm. Numerous times. You've had to repeat yourself? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's doing a bit.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> when, there. Like, one of my friends, for example, um, not naming names, but will, if, if this person does not like how an event played out, they will gaslight you into thinking that they don't remember that it happened, even though you know they remember that it happened, and they pretend like it didn't happen. Do I know this person? Yes, you do. Okay. So, um... Many instances where this has been done, where let's say um, we're playing a video game, and um, this person gets styled on, right? <laughs> and but they proceed to annex the whole day from their mind just because of that one instance. So you let's say you spent a day with this person, and you like you took like a bunch of selfies, and you like went out to dinner, you know, and then you ask them later on, hey. You know, can you send me some of those selfies? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> so they decide to annex that whole day from their mind because of – for a petty reason. However, however, um, I know that when I talk to people because I love talking about my books, mm-hmm. that I tend to um, say the same things like a broken record because – well, first, I try to make sure that people are on the same page. Right. So uh, I'll be – literally. So, I will.
2: (laughs) I'm the punny guy. I will
0: be like, oh, I'll be like, hey, hey, Jules, you know, like, "Um, Have you, uh, (laughs) have you? um, It's like, have I ever explained to you? You like to repeat stuff. The boom slang. Oh, the boom slang. Yes, it's my name of my
2: book. Totally not plugging it. By the way, it's on WebPad. So, (laughs) um, when I told me about the boom slang, I've never heard about the boom slang before. Can you repeat the boom slang? (sighs) No, I'm not
0: going to now. But, um. I would, for instance, have a conversation like that where I would talk about something not knowing that I had already
2: told them about it and only – Well, sometimes you bring up new details about it that you haven't – you forgot about originally. And so then it brings up the whole universe of the book. It's universe, the whole multiverse of the (sighs) book itself, uh, which is – I mean that's different.
0: Right. Though, however, what I'm saying is like I won't remember that I had that conversation with that person until the end of the conversation, because then right. something clicks and we're just like, "Oh, you have told me about this before," but oh, yeah. um, I've done that a couple times when <laughs> and that can that applies to like everything. I've had that multiple times. I mean, a lot of people have um what's called brain fog. So I have brain fog. I I have it bad because I have POTS, and that's a symptom of POTS, pastoral orthostatic tachycardia. And um, so uh, this is often characterized by um, fainting if you stand in place for too long, Mm. for five minutes. Um, That's my limit. However, um, there's all their funny characteristics such as walking into a room and not knowing why you're there, which I'm oh, sure I'll happens to people
2: all the time. Constantly
0: at th- a threshold
2: a and then on- instantly you're like, oh, what, what, what was I here for? Oh, yeah. I do that at work sometimes, which is horrible. Would you consider that a glitch?
0: Like if you having – like you just – you literally have like the – you have one job. Yeah, You literally are like, I am getting a glass of water because I am thirsty Thirsty, as hell. I am walking into the kitchen.
2: What am I here for? Why
0: am I here? (laughs)
2: Well, I'm in the kitchen. I must be here for something. Was I going to make some soup? (laughs) Was I going to make myself a sandwich? I'm not hungry. Was I looking for something? Was I looking for something? What am I looking for? Did I forget a pot in the wrong pan?
1: Now, if you are a conspiracy, if you are hardcore into conspiracies, you would believe that that is because of some malicious entity that is trying to disrupt your day, trying to Mm. erase your memories of doing a menial thing for their own sinister purposes rather than just being a little bit silly. That's a demon. That's a demon. It's a demon. (laughs) Demon, Jim.
2: Um, but that that all, I believe, goes into um, brain fog and, and all that can all lead into um, what the glitch in the matrix is, the, simula- mm-hmm. the theory of we are living in a simulation. Right. And it's not a perfect simulation, but it's perfect enough that we don't really notice it on a day-to-day basis, but there's sometimes these weird situations, doppelgangers, deja vu, uh, or time disturbances even, where um, in the last episode we mentioned it a little bit in that you... Uh, Somebody would be driving and then they'd be so focused or have the, the idea so – or the muscle memory of driving and, and the sensation of driving so much that they would just hmm. lapse in time. Yeah. I mean – Or we, something – We something
0: call the, that uh, second nature. Yeah. When some, when you know something so well that it's like nature to you. Yes. And like it's just natural. And when um, and then you're thinking like about something to, and five minutes later, boom, you're there. I like to apply this to video games hmm. because some people will say like, oh, how is this like, this is like, this game is so hard. How do you even play this? And I'm like, well, eventually with enough practice, it will become second nature. like right. How driving is for you. You know, like you'll just or get riding a bike. you get the feel for it. Yeah. And um, now deja vu isn't exactly second nature um, to anybody. But um, if you can make deja people, vu
2: second nature, you you just know premonitions at that point.
0: Yeah. And then that blurs the and then that blurs the whole point of like, is
2: clairvoyance a thing? Yeah.
0: You know, so would you consider like deja vu clairvoyance or would you consider two completely different things?
2: All of these topics are brought up and I'll, I'll, I'll read out. Um some comments that people have uh, – that I've read about mm-hmm. um, on Cure uh, where somebody was like, hey, what are your stories about Glitch in the Matrix? I'll read that out a little bit later. But what are your personal experiences with Glitches in the Matrix before we get to other people's?
1: Well, I kind of mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. I used to work at Publix. Uh, and hey, and ha- I drove. Me too. No. I, My car. Wow. We've talked about my car. It's a Kia Soul. We all worked at Publix. It's a Kia Soul of a, a distinct color. I remember. So one day – I was just going to work, and then I drive past another Kia Soul of the same color.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Things happen, that happens all the time, because mine is, like, of the market color. Yeah. You know? And then this, person's, this person's following me. Mm-hmm. This person's, you know, we're going to the same place. Oh, no. At, through, across, a <laughs> on the highway. Oh, my God. We get off the highway at the same time. Um, okay, that's a little weird. We, we get off the same, like, road. That's interesting. We pull into the <laughs> same parking lot. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Uh, we, we, you know, park a little bit far away from each other. And then I see this person go out of their car, and they're wearing the exact same uniform as me. Because uh, they also worked at that Publix. The
0: hell. That's crazy. As
1: I was working at. Where we shared the same shift that time. Wow! I didn't meet this person before, and it's like, hey, nice to meet you. My name's Joe. What's his name? Joe. No. Are
2: you serious? Yeah. Oh my
0: god. I That's... was just ima- I was imagining you picking up like dry cleaning or something, guy, picking up for Joe, and then it's like, well, I'm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> What's Joe? It's like a sp- it's like that Spider Man scene. Yeah. You just pointing at each oh, other. Oh, oh. So what did he did he look like
1: you? A little bit. I mean, Whoa. Uh, in the sense that white. He was a white male mm-hmm. with uh, cleanly shaven, I guess, bushy eyebrows. His hair is. He was taller than I, and he had darker hair than I. Did he have an accent? You got the jersey, the joysy? He didn't have a northeastern accent, no. No. No.
0: Damn. He was programmed the same, though.
1: He, he may have. He had, like, a Miss Mid- Midwestern accent.
2: That's funny. <laughs> so. You're a regional form. Yeah, you, regional you had a ve- regional <laughs> variant of Joe. Uh, I had an a, a lowland variant that I met when I was really young. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh, no. I I used to have a really g- if I may. Yeah. Unless you want. I had I have a three I have three stories, but that reminded me of the one time I um so there's this I had I had a friend um his name was Michelangelo and Oh, should I use fake names? It doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, he probably doesn't remember me. Um, But this uh, Michelangelo that I was uh, friendly with, um, I had brought him to a friend thing at the bowling alley, right? Mm -hmm. He was good at bowling. I was okay at bowling. And I had met this other kid. Um, I forget where we met, but we met. And it was very interesting because he was not white like me. He... Uh, was African American. Um and his name was also Jules, my middle name, and my last name, but off by a letter. Oh. And so we're like, wow, that's crazy. Let's all go bowling. <laughs> and so we went bowling. And Michelangelo was there. Um and this kid wasn't the best at bowling. He was he was okay. He was okay. So, I mean, we went there to for fun, but uh Michelangelo kept uh making fun of him and being friendly with me more than him and uh-huh. so kept it, it, it I after we're, after the fact the reason I alone Alolan Jules yeah Alolan <laughs> Jules and I were um I don't know if it, if our names were our names were really close mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it was the last because I've met other um, la- people with the same last name as me but yeah. different spelling and people with the same name as me but different spelling um, but um he kind of like unincluded him in like celebrations and it was like very like oh come on he's he's my friend too like I brought him too like mm-hmm. come on, interact with him Um and then I never m- spoke to him again because uh, he just didn't want to hang out with me because he thought I was not very cool and somewhat not very cool Um well that wasn't very cool well yeah it wasn't and I was like come on and so that kind of was one of the things that Push me away from Michelangelo, but um, but that was that was an interesting point in my life that I, I had met somebody who looked completely opposite of me, mm-hmm. um, but like had the same exact, like some really similar names, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, another instance I had, I've only met one other person, I don't know if you've ever been um, on Snake Road, Snake off of I-75? Oh,
1: a physical road. No. Yes, no no no,
2: it's a, it's an actual road. Um it's near the Everglades. I uh, believe.
0: I've grenades and C4s.
2: It's like in the middle of the state. I was looking for it last night and I found it. But I've only heard of one other person and I've gone looking for it when I met, been when I was in the area. Mm-hmm. Off the same road because when I first found it I was coming I don't, I don't remember what road I took but I made a wrong turn somewhere and I was completely out of gas and that's when I found out my my uh, Nissan that I don't have anymore um, that's when I found out my Nissan when it goes to eat it has at least 30 miles on it because I had to, I traveled 30 miles to the nearest gas station yeah I looked I was on I was out of gas I was out of gas um, and I put the gas button I'm like I really need gas I'm not gonna make it home I pressed the button and nothing. And there's no, I'm like in the middle of the Everglades. There's nothing around for miles and miles and miles. And then all of a sudden, beep, it bleeped on. And I'm like, well, that's really weird. That's really, that's crazy. Like, it literally, I'm driving, and there's nothing, and there's nothing, and then, boom, turn here. Now. Turn now. And I'm like, okay. And I slow, I instantly, like, slowed down, turned on to this road where you can't see the turn off. Oof. It was really shady. Can't see the turnoff. Was it at night? It was, like, early, like... It was late night, early morning. Gotcha. Um, there were people there, though. Um, and it was... There was trucks, like, big, big, like, 18-wheelers in the back, and then there was a pr- portion in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the most, like, fever dream place in the world that I've ever been Um once again, I've only met one other person that knew exactly what I was talking about because they also found it one time on a road trip. And this was years ago. Um, and this place was a gas station, it was a restaurant. That's where I first had my, uh, um, like, I had, a, I had bites of, like, fritters and, like, a, a Cuban sandwich and, like, stuff like that. Um, and they had, like, alligator there, alligator yeah, yeah. bites and stuff That's like that. Like, like really interesting, interesting stuff there. Um, what, it had like a restaurant, the gas station in the middle, and then a tourist trap on the side. So it was like three different things. And I'm like, this is trippy. It's the trifecta. Yeah. I remember it specifically because I caught, I don't think I caught it. Uh, there was a Infrape, uh Pokemon Go gym oh. there. <laughs> and I didn't get it. I'm like, darn. But I remembered it because it was like bright red uh, gas, station. gas stations and SCP. Yeah. But it was like, it was on Snake Road. So every time I went on Snake Road, I would to pass, I'll try to go to it again. I've never found it since. I looked online. Um I finally, I finally found it. And it's literally called the Snake Road gas station. And the address is unknown Florida USA. (laughs) It literally, you can see where it is on the map. It's like off. That looks off the road. That looks awesome. And and it's this full and it's like there's one a Comment from 2015 that says only gas station on this I-75 run across the Everglades, so be sure to fill up by uh, James the Road Warrior. Um, Shout out to James the Road this Warrior. This is the Shout only out site. To James the Road Warrior. I looked. I looked. Once I had Snake Road Gas Station, I mm-hmm. looked it up on. This is the only site that has this. It's not on Yelp. It's not on Google Maps. This is the only <laughs> website that has this, and its address is unknown. <laughs>
0: Which that actually brings me to something about glitches in the Matrix. Okay. Um, basically, like, have you ever encountered like an SCP, an SCP, basically, like that in real life? SCP. I mean, um, just like it's either a person, place, or thing that is just so, like, out of place that just seems to like,
1: just does not. You just don't believe like it actually existed. I I've had. Are you talking about, like, things that give off necessarily, like, bad vibes? Not inherently. Because I've seen people, I've interacted with people that I knew inherently, this person is dangerous. Mm. Yeah. This person does not mean well things Mm -hmm. for me or people or my surroundings or people I know. And I think that's a little bit of intuition. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also that spiritual thing of, just when you know something's off. The hair, up, the hair on the back of your neck is, yeah. like, standing up. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that's very important. And a good, I guess, supernatural defense mechanism.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, do you think that um, that can be considered a glitch? Um, I or don't do you think, think, that's, that's, think that's, that's more a like, a sixth sense? <laughs> a feature. That's a
2: feature. That's not really a glitch. It's a feature. It's an attribute. Yeah.
0: So... Have you ever... Now, here's where I go on to this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that sensation um, with something that would be considered a glitch? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I,
1: my glitches are all people. I don't have, like, a like a Snake Road gas station physical thing. I have, an, I have one more
2: story. Okay. That has to actually do with that. Um... And so I, when I was, can I, can I involve the name of a camp that I went to? I said, okay. It was in yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. shout out Camp Palawapic in Indiana. It's a sleepaway. um, for like, it's in the forest. It's mm-hmm. camp. Um, they have a Lake Narwhal. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Um, really, really cool camp, but there's so many things that happened that were just like curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this one time there was a weird, I remember it very distinctly. There was a weird sensation in the air and the sky had turned like a weird, like purple blue. Um, it was like not foggy, but it like felt like just humid enough that it, there was fogs or something, but it just, there was just something in the air that you could like feel was like off. It was close to, it was like at dusk and I had split off from everybody else. Mm -hmm. I went off to this one outhouse that was, like, on a trail, but, like, away from everybody else. And the way this outhouse was situated... Was was the outhouse, um, was there not an outhouse, like, near anybody else, or was that, like, the only one? That was the only one that was close to where I was. hmm Um, I'd been... I, these are, fit, by the way, cleanest outhouses I've ever seen. <laughs> they took really good care of them, really good shower stations and all that. Um, That's nice. Yeah, really good. And even they had horses too. So they had like, they had a really good reason to just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, anyway, so this outhouse was not on the edge, but like it was on the, like the outskirts of like, and yeah. like like 20 feet away, there was like a valley, mm. like a really valley. And the trees were huge. Yeah. Right? So I'm, there's this te- weird tension there. And I'm like, I don't have a weird feeling, but I don't know what's going on right now. I'm only like 17. Um, And I'm in this outhouse. And I'm like, I'm doing my business. And all of a sudden, I hear. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And I'm like, and I felt like a vibration. And I'm like, what the? what the, what just happened? What? what, what uh, wh- the door open? No, no. I, I, f- I'm like, I he- I heard creaking. I heard oh, snapping. Like a tree. Exactly. I left, I finished up clean, wash my hands. Of course. Got to put that in there. <laughs> um, c- Cause even when scared, I got to stay clean. Um, And almost shit myself again. (laughs) Oh, no. Because I looked, and right next to the outhouse, one of the giant trees had fallen across this small gorge. and almost, like, right on this outhouse. Whoa. And then the sensation was gone. And I'm like... It's like what some the heck just happened. It's like some
0: couple, I don't know what people, kind
2: of people came over and heard
0: singing music you heard in your head no, when no. you saw
2: that. I oh. was like no, I was like in the bathroom. It was like a Jurassic Park situation where oh. the guys in the bathroom chilling and all of a <laughs> oh, sudden he wasn't chilling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. I hear the sound. I feel the vibration of it falling. And I go out and I'm like, "What is going on?" And people had heard because it was loud enough that you you heard the creaking, the snapping, the falling. And there were multiple people that were like, are you okay? What what happened? And I'm just like standing there just like, uh, uh, uh. like this, I was in the bathroom and this just fell right next to me and they're like, oh my God, that could have like smashed the outhouse. You Are you good? They're like, is the outhouse okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it, no, it was right next to the outhouse. How big was the tree? It was, it was a pretty big tree, but like it had fallen like- You had like a radius- not, like, specifics, but, like, if you were to, like, compare... A circle around this table.
0: So, like, mm. foot diameter, or two feet diameter? Um, No, no, not two feet, sorry, like, a Diameter? Well, there's diameter, there's diameter radius... Diameter is this line across, right? Yes. Yes, there's diameter, there's radius, which is, like, half. Three feet across. That's a
1: decent-sized tree. That's
2: a big tree, and it angled, oh, like, close to the freaking outhouse. Wow. Oh. Um and almost squashed little old me. That's that's a death. That's a death. No. Nope. Yeah, no that, that was really weird. That was a death des- death roll. And I succeeded. <laughs> you didn't even know
0: that you needed to roll. I didn't
2: know. Um I rolled the dice the second I decided to use that outhouse. Uh but right after that it like it it darkened but it brightened. Mm. Like it it the the sun went down. In those 10 minutes, mm-hmm. um, but like the the fog lifted, the quote unquote fog like lifted. And I'm like, well, now I don't feel weird, but like now I feel weird. <laughs> I'm I just mean, freaked out that that just happened. I mean,
0: funny enough, I think we can consider near death experiences to be somewhat kind of like glitches. You know, oh, I've times had multiple. Of those. I know, and that's why I'm going to skip <laughs> over it because, okay. <laughs> yeah, we get, if we bring that up, then because that's a different thing entirely. Yeah, but I feel like they can be somewhat considered glitches on certain occasions. Um, that certainly was. Uh, I think, uh, like now, for me, my story, um, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, I had a dream where everything played out exactly as I mentioned. Um, this particular dream consisted of me and my mom going to Ross, dress for less, and um, <laughs> classic. We were walking around, and I saw a toy that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if it was a like toy toy, or if it was like a like a like a board game or something, but I just remember that um, I looked at it, and. I was, I was looking at it, like, inquisitively. Like, there's something that was intriguing me about it. And then my mom was, like, looked over and noticed that I was staring at it. And she's like, do you want it? And then I was like, uh, sure. And then she was like, okay. And then she got it for me. And then we went home. And then the rest of the day played out. So the very next day, we end up going to Ross for I don't know what reason. Probably to dress for less. Um... <laughs> And we end up, by chance, walking by the toys, which, um, at that time, Ross had to design to where uh, they were, like, along a back wall. Mm, They didn't mm -hmm. have, like, their own aisle. They were, like, along a back wall. So we would be traveling from aisle to aisle and then occasionally seeing stuff on the back wall. Yeah. Now, when I was, when I walked past it, um, I was still, I was, like, still running through my mind, like, what happened there. So... I saw the same toy and I started looking at it inquisitively mm-hmm. because I'm like, where have I seen this before? And then my mom noticed that I was looking mm. at it and she said, do you want it? And I said, uh, sure. And then that's when it clicked. Cause then I was like, Groundhog Day. cause then I was like, wait, this has happened before. I was like, have we, have we done this before? And my mom was like, no. And she was like, I think he's like, did you have deja vu? And I'm like, what's that? And that's when she explained to me what it was. And I was like, yeah, I did have deja vu. But I think the best part about it is the reason I think I was looking at it inquisitively in the dream is because I saw it in the dream before. And then it was the dream before. And then it was the dream before. Hmm. So it was a reference to me already knowing what it was, which is really funny. Um, That was my moment where I had, like, a glitch, one of them anyway. Um, Other things were very small. They Mm -hmm. were, like, me thinking the name of something was something else, and I know for sure one thing was, like, no, this was something. You know, like, you're not telling me that this place never existed. This was the name of this town. This is where it was. And then it's gone. And then it's, like, there's no way that this never existed because I went there. And then I, like try to research it and there's nothing. And I don't even remember its name. Crazy. It's like it's been annexed from my memory. Hmm. And um it was a it was a town in Alaska. Cause I went there when I was thirteen and took we went to go see the Aurora Borealis mm-hmm. cool. for my mom's birthday. And um we stayed there at a lodge and we went trudging through the Arctic Circle. Oh that's and awesome. Um, we visited a town, um, called, I think it was actually called Coldfoot. Borshknav. And there was a bunch of other things too, but no, there was other places there that like was weird cause it's like, they didn't actually exist. And I was like, what? Um, so that being said, um, what's the, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the deal with these?
1: Why do you think that they happen? I think they can either be extreme coincidences, like me and Joe. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that your your tree outhouse story feels so bizarre to you because of um, the, the fight-or-flight response. The adrenaline that comes in when you have a near-death experience is, does make you hyper-aware of things. Right. As well as leaves like sort of bizarre, foreign... like. I don't, I guess, aftershock effect, mm. uh, which kind of is a weird phenomenon where your brain kind of recovers from flight or flight to normal mode.
2: Jules's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. I have Multiple Bizarre Adventures.
1: I do think that That's crazy. this world has a lot more coincidences than statistically it should. Right. Right. I think a lot more things happen that shouldn't or things that should happen don't
0: exactly. That's we, funny. Yeah. Funny enough, I have a f- I have a really interesting double-sided quote for you. The Ooh. Often they say the truth is stranger than fiction, but then um, fiction is just the truth wearing a costume. Hmm. So that's deep. When, I came across that
2: quote too. Huh? I came across that quote too.
0: Yeah, and so I it's really interesting where it's like people have like these crazy experiences. One of my favorite stories, and this, I promise this is not long at all, no, no, no. Um, was really about these twins Ooh. that grew up apart from each other. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, when they finally met, they were reading the same book, and they were on the same page. And not only that, but Ooh. they were driving the same car. That's so They had the same interests. They listened to the same songs. I know there's a
1: story like that where they're two brothers, and then they meet each other, and they realize they had the same name and they both married someone with the same first name. Oh, my. Yeah. So.
2: Like, there was a lot of experiments. Um, I forget when they started. I think like, the 80s or the 90s. Well, they were, th- ex- huh?
1: On twins? Yeah. There was a lot of experiment uh, by the rhymes with botsies. Oh, yeah. They loved their twin science. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot of our understanding of the psychology from... The for, Botsies. From the Botsies.
2: Um, changing the Botsie topic. The Bernadotzi. Bernadotzi. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Bernadotzi are a creation of cartography, by the way, for D&D players. Um, one of A quote I came across as well is, the universe is more plastic than appears and is constantly in a process of creation through imagination. And do you know who said that? Who? Carl Jung. Who's that? You psychologist?
1: Yeah, Carl Jung was yeah, a psychologist, a friend oh. of, of Freud. Oh, he's a friend of Freud. Carl Jung was a self actualization guy, right? Yes. Okay.
2: Huh. Uh, that think... explains the quote. But um, I also wanted to ask uh, because your story mm-hmm. having to do with the dream uh, wanted me to bring up Freudism? No. Looping, no. <laughs> looping dreams. Oh. We're not oh. bringing up, we do not bring up Freudism, Freudism on this podcast. Um, so just, I
0: understand you have problems with your father. And your mother.
2: Um, no, looping and dreams. Have you ever me. had dreams where you were constantly waking up and then realizing you're in another dream, waking up, realizing you're in another dream, and then once you w- wake up entirely, you don't know if it's actually the dream or not?
1: I had dreams like that when I was like in middle school, and mm. in the dream, I cut off all my fingers, oh. and then I would wake up, be like, oh, that was crazy, look down, Fingers or stubs, yeah. And this ha- that happened at least, like at least twice. Mm-hmm.
0: I cut my fingers right off. Yeah, <laughs> Cat and hat stuff. So, I mean, I I haven't had like a looping loop. I haven't had like anything longer than like a probably like waking up once, mm-hmm. realizing I'm in a dream, going back to sleep, and then
2: waking up. Like I had I've a had weird looping nightmares. Those are.
0: Horrifying. Oh no, not the looping nightmares. I've heard of those. Those are terrifying. Mm-hmm. I've I've had dreams that I've repeated. I haven't had dreams that have looped in itself where um I've continuously woken up. Mm-hmm. But I've had dreams where I dream the same exact dream that I dreamt like years ago. And yeah, then that too. Um typically it's a nightmare, unfortunately. But um Luckily, I haven't had them lately. Although, did have a nightmare last night. That was pretty spooky. Ooh. Um, but that was because I was like anticipating How to Cry Monster, and I was <laughs> like ready. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to, to do this, you know. And then I just had like a, a nightmare because I only slept for like two hours. But um, sleep more. Yeah.
1: After you after you have a dream and you wake up from it, how detached are you from it? Like, immediate, after you wake up. Because I have dreams that... I luckily don't have that many nightmares. Mm-hmm. But I do have dreams that are so possible that I'm conv- I was convinced that they were real. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time differentiating my dreams from reality for at yeah. least, like, a few hours at, before after I wake up. Oh, yeah. I
0: know exactly what you're talking about. Like,
1: dreams so incredibly boring. Like, me and my roommate going to McDonald's, going to Ross, dressed for less, and I'll be like, hey, what did we get at Ross? And he was like, what are you talking about? We <laughs> never went to Ross. I've had
2: situations like that, but with, I, I unfortunately, I suffer from a lot of nightmares and night terrors um, where I've woken up and been like, oh my god, I can't believe dad died. And my mom's like, what the, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can't believe dad died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just like, well, the weirdest, like, Oh, my God, I'm so, still so distraught that uh, the queen passed. And she's like, the queen hasn't passed yet. She's like, I'm still in her 90s. And meanwhile, a week later, oh, God, the queen died. Uh, uh, crazy. F. We, the yeah, queen. F in the chat for the queen. The queen. The queen. The queen. The queen. The queen. Yeah, so, crazy.
0: I mean, I've had times where um, I've woken up from a dream. Like, it's usually like a dream where I'm sad, mm. where I think something happened. And I wake up crying. There was um, something that I had to deal with, like, I, I really did think that one of my family members died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I woke up um, believing that they did. And yeah. I was really, I was like distraught. And then I realized that, like, I'm grounded in reality. And I was like, oh, Thank God, I was like I, I was like I am not ready for those feelings yet. I'm not ready at all, because mm-hmm. um, what I was really happening, what was really happening to me, was I was reliving old emotions that I had repressed from a different passing, because I had lost my grandmother and my dog in the same month. Oh my gosh. Um, Recently, it was about a year ago. And I had repressed all of my emotions about it. And I never really got to fully, like, cry. And then I had a dream where I just kind of relived all of the deaths that I experienced. And then it all just came out. And, I mean, I feel like that's one of the core things about dreams. And dreams are well beyond our understanding at the moment. People are trying to figure them out. A lot of people have theories that dreams are just your consciousness replaying memories in a creative way. Um, Some people think that they are messages. Some people think that they are um, your subconscious trying to tell something to your conscious. Um, I.e. left brain talking to right brain or right brain talking to left brain like here. Look at this. This is my presentation of how I think things are going to go. Um, what do you think, left brain? And left <laughs> brain was like, that was way too scary, right brain. You need to <laughs> shut the hell up and
1: Sir, sit down. Sir, this is the scariest moment of my life. It's I like, love that meme so I'm going
0: much. to I'm going to wake him up now so he forgets this happened, but then he's going to be traumatized, right? Says but right not brain. know why. But not know why. Oh, Oh. frightening. So... um. Glitches.
2: Yeah, uh, it, we've
0: we've we've basically covered, I think, every base. So, would we be okay to go
2: into the Kiora now? Um, if it's
0: qu- if they're quick enough, I can be
2: I can be relatively quick. Um, so, in the Kiora, have you noticed anything that you perceive to be a glitch in the universe with a significant degree of certainty? Uh, I'll just read the first one, and then we'll see if what we have time for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one's by Matthew Demolo from United Kingdom. The following is an account of probably the strangest set of experiences in my life. Oh. About ten years ago, I had a regularly reoccurring dream where I would be traveling down a winding country lane before my attention would be drawn to a big white house on top of a nearby hill. Later on in the dream, I would find myself spending time by this house and doing different things there in each subsequent dream. Then one day, while very much awake, about eight years ago, I was driving over to visit my parents' new house for the first time. It's in a part of the country that I didn't know back then. As I drove along the road, I realized that it was the road from my dream. I instinctively glanced up to my right looking for the right white house. The hill looked just how I remembered it, but there was no house. Upon arrival at my parents' new house, I learned that there was a footpath up the hill. So I walked up there and was awestruck to find the foundations of an old building sitting right on the top of the hill. By this stage, I was pretty baffled to say the least. Then just as I was about to leave, an old lady who must have been at least 90 years old hobbled up to me and asked if I was okay as I appeared to be staring into space. I asked her if she remembered the building that was once stood there. She looked surprised and said that it was a beautiful white house that could have been seen for miles around. She and her husband had been the last occupants and she had moved out after his death in the summer of 1983, which incidentally was just before I was born. She told me her name was Mrs. Price and that she had better head off home to the local village before her relatives missed her. Before she left, she said that I reminded her of a younger version of her husband. The following year, I was in that local village at a charity event and got chatting to one of the organizers. I asked if he knew of Mrs. Price and he told me that she had lived on a street until her passing the previous year. Apparently, she had returned from a walk speaking of seeing a vision of her husband and belief that he had come back to guide her into the next life. She'd apparently died peacefully in her sleep that same night. I still walk up that hill when visiting my parents. It has a calming influence on me like no other place I know. It feels more like home than any other place I've lived. I feel like the universe gave me proof of reincarnation, and if it did, then that has to be a glitch, as most people don't have experiences like this.
1: That's crazy. It's a crazy coincidence that, if it is a coincidence, that the woman that came up to him was the owner of that house. I know. Not just somebody that just, yeah, this house is a landmark that's that's I, th- crazy
0: I think that's actually a very good like story that's a very that's a very concise um story for what a glitch in the matrix I think would kind of be um but this is more of like a this is like plot this is <laughs> like universe plot this is like yeah we're setting up an anime
2: right now for I have one that's really a glitch in the matrix I don't know if we'll have time yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead. By Paline Gr- Gainer, um, don't know from where. Uh, people who have ex- who have not experienced this will be sure it's an error, mistake, superstition, hallucination, etc. But both my husband and I had the experience so many times with such disbelief from both of us and frustration that I'm fairly sure it's real. I should first mention that when I had my baby, who is now 24, the only thing in our whole living room in Seattle, Washington. Was are two desks with computers on one side, a television on a, st- on a small stand on the far wall, and a black foam bag like a beanbag of old. In the middle of the living room, there there was not uh, all of that in the li- middle of the living room, uh, and there was nothing for about four feet around it on all sides. That's it. We were seriously underfurnished. I mostly kept the baby in a sling on my body until she was too big for that. At nine months, her razor sharp teeth, her razor sharp thin teeth started biting with the teething onset, and I stopped nursing abruptly and we gave her began giving her bottles instead. Yes. We would put her on the foam bag with her bottle, and sporadically the bottle she had would disappear, and I mean literally disappear. <clears throat> One of us would lift her up, the other would look at and finally lift up the bean bag. All over, it was not there. This happened in bed. This happened when sitting on the outside porch. This could happen anywhere. Now, I'm sure it's common for kids to drop or push or throw bottles. Sure, there are plenty of times we found the bottle when they, because uh, when they are little, they are constantly, quote-unquote, losing even passenger fires, let alone bottles. But this was an instance of it being nowhere, even when it was large and full and there was no possible place it could, be. it could have been or hidden. But it was more than that. Say we lifted her nearly naked diaper bodied up, while lifting and turning the black foam bag to be sure it wasn't somehow in a fold or hiding or whatever. Search the floor, etc. It was so empty in that area, there was no possible way to some, for to miss a large white milk bottle. One of us would go make her another bottle, and she would suddenly stop fussing. Walk back to her, she has the bottle. It was like, uh, It's like it was present in some frequency of reality that we did not perceive, but she did, and she'd just pluck it out of there and back into ours again or something. Just as we were telling ourselves that we were crazy and imaginative, Though it got better, she would do this remanifesting finding thing with the bottle, even when she was in a completely different place from where she lost it. So say it vanished in the living room. Maybe after our search for the vanished b- vanished bottle, since I was up from the, my desk anyway, I decide to take her in for a nap with me in the bedroom. So I'll do that, and D.H., uh, my husband, uh, would say that he'd go to the porch for a smoke and then go make her a bottle and bring it to me. So we are in bed together. I'm resting and quickly moving towards sleep and suddenly hear her sucking. My eyes fly open and I look. She has the bottle. The one we couldn't find in the living room. It's cold. It's really that one. We could recognize them as they had different sizes and colored caps around the nipple. And Just as I'm thinking, how the hell? In comes DH with the new bottle he made for her, which she doesn't need because as usual, she apparently found the bottle that she lost, which was absolutely positively not in our reality in the meantime. This has happened repeatedly. Eventually, no matter how impossible this is, he and I simply accepted that this was the way it was. We were never able to explain it in logical terms. It's easy to just assume that we just didn't see it or some other issue of attention. But this happened often enough, in a bare enough environment, that there was simply nowhere for it to have been or gone in the ten seconds we'd seen it. Or to have come from when she suddenly had it again. This stays in the inexplicable category for us both. That's-
0: I have an opinion. Ah. Now, as a prankster i feel like the husband could be like messing with her he's
1: in on it i
0: think he could be like hiding the bottle himself and gaslighting her if they're both be like oh my it? he's like our daughter has dimensional powers well how
1: did he keep it cold and why would he bother making a new one he and would a, make two he wouldn't just make he two. would make
0: more than one and also so how, that way he can make one was,
2: disappear even when he wasn't in the room how'd she get it back well, you said
0: right there that she fell asleep, and then no, she, she woke was close up. to sleep. She was close to sleep. He could he
2: have snuck it in? Well, she she, he, she said he came in after the fact.
1: I do think that toddlers have transdimensional powers. Yeah, toddlers mm-hmm. are. Have you ever toddlers. tried to try to keep a shoe on like a two year old or like a, a a young child? They they lose shoes immediately. Oh yeah. Why are you only wearing one shoe? I just put it on you thirty minutes ago. Where's
2: your shoe? How'd you how, where'd you put it?
1: I think uh, it's one of those things it's where one of those things you lose items. I, and think, I think that's a good place to and end speaking on trans-dimensional yeah babies.
0: And speaking of um, <laughs> reincarnation, oh we'll de- we'll definitely delve into that at some point because um, I know some people do. Um, some people that we know I genuinely believe that they are reincarnates, and I'd love to hear their stories. Yeah, including myself. Um, my parents think I am a reincarnate. Um, however, I will not say what, because no spoilers. Oh damn! So, it's
2: your um, like you're just gonna have to listen.
0: So to find out. In How to Cry Monster, there are many
2: glitches.
0: So, if either of you are glitching out right now, if you think this is a glitch, please let us know. If you are like, I could have sworn your show was called How to Shout Monster. I would tell you that you are wrong. How to exclaim paranormal. <laughs> how to excra how to exclaim paranormal. Um then unfortunately Jules. for you, you might be glitching. So with that, I'm Neil.
1: I'm Jules. I'm Joe, 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 Joe. Oh god,
0: he's glitching. Joe,
2: Joe. <laughs>
0: Bye.